The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Chicago Bears fans, what's up? What's happening? How you guys doing out there? Welcome to T-Formation Conversation on the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. My name is Lester Wilfong, and thanks so much for checking out this free agency recap to see just how much Ryan Pace has done so far to improve the 2020 version of our beloved Chicago Bears. You know, I'm just going to run through some key moves made thus far, and if you guys want to stay as up-to-date as possible, make sure you guys check out our WCG tracker. Uh, we've had one running every day of free agency so far as we are updating and refreshing it uh, with all the Bears-centric news and rumors as it pops up for us uh, on, on Twitter here. So we're updating it all the time. Like I said, check it out. Uh, before I get into the moves, I wanted to talk about the recent poll we ran on our site. Um, it was a simple, are the Bears better after the first wave of free agency question? And with how negative some fans were uh, on both Facebook and Twitter, I assumed that would reflect in the results. You know, But to my surprise, you guys checked in with an 81% yes that you guys feel the Bears are better now. And I, I guess I can't be that surprised because I agree with that assessment. Uh, so let's jump into their free agency moves and uh, see exactly where the Bears are right now. And and we got to start with the whole Nick Foles thing, quarterback. I was as dis- dis- disappointed as, as many of you guys when I saw the uh, the package that they dealt, dealt to get Foles. A uh, fourth-round pick to me just seemed a little too high. Uh, you know, there was some uh, uh, reports out there that the Colts were after him, maybe with a fifth. So the Bears had to go up there. You know, whether you believe the reports or not, I, I Honestly, I just think a fourth was too much to give. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if Nick Foles can come in and stabilize the quarterback spot for the Bears, is a fourth round going to be too much to give up? Who who knows at this point? I mean, we have to see how the whole thing plays out. But I think at the very least, whether you still believe uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to be the man uh, next year or not, whether you think he has the upside uh, to become the franchise quarterback he was drafted to be, Regardless of your feelings on Mitch, you have to understand that Nick Foles, at the very least, is an upgrade over Chase Daniel. Uh, so if you're looking at the quarterback spot, you have to say, yeah, the, the Bears quarterback's room is better than it was um, before free agency. Uh, Foles, Trubisky, uh, I think Foles is going to be the uh, the starter. I just think he's a little quicker with the process, what's going on with the Bears. I, I hope that it's Trubisky. I really do because I think that he has the youth. Uh, he has the athleticism. Um he was drafted to be the man. I think if he could be the man, it'd be great. But at this point, after what happened last year, we'll have to see what happens uh, moving forward here. Staying on offense, Jimmy Graham, another deal that at the time it was announced, not happy. I didn't like the, the, the two-year deal, uh, $16 million. Yeah, it's only nine guaranteed, so essentially it's a one-year deal. 
Um, if they do come after a season, there'll be a little bit of dead cap, uh, but you know, not enough to really affect what's going on here uh, with the Bears. But I, I just didn't think Jimmy Graham had much left to offer. I wasn't high on Hooper. I wasn't high on Ebron. I didn't want to see either one of those guys picked up. Um, I figured they would probably go after a, a, a younger, uh, more upside type of tight end. But, again, this is another one of those deals that I've kind of come around on. Uh, again, the money, I'm never going to be happy with that. I think it's just too much to give to, to a 33-year-old Jimmy Graham. But if you can give the Bears a little bit more of what they want out of that uh, move tight end position, I think that's what this team needs at this time. Trey Burton, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Hasn't been able to live up to the uh, to the contract. He had a pretty decent year his first year in Chicago. Last year, injuries and injuries and more injuries. Kept him on the sideline most of the time. Reports are he's healthy. If that's the case, and I think a Burton-Graham combo can kind of give the Bears the uh, what they need out of that U tight end spot. Uh, way back in February, they actually signed Demetrius Harris, and at the time I thought he was going to be a, uh, a good reserve uh, Y, inline blocker, and also be able to fill in a little bit at the uh, U position. And now with this recent Jimmy Graham signing, my feelings haven't changed. Harris is always going to be the backup. He was never coming in to be a starter. Um, you know, he may, you know, get some starter reps at the Y, but again, this is the, a, a tight end centric offense and it's based around that U spot. So Harris, he'll get some, he'll get some time. He'll be a helper on special teams as well, but offensively so far, as far as new bears, that's all we got so far. Offensive line at some point, they got to add a right guard. I just do not trust Rashad Coward. Uh, I do not trust Alex bars. I think bars has plenty of upside at this point, but honestly, we haven't seen it. It hasn't happened. He'll look good in preseason. That's not the regular season. He was going up against guys that are no longer in the league back then, you know, playing those last few preseason games. So if Bars can be the man, that'd be great. But you can't count on that if you're the Chicago Bears. Defensively, for brand-new Bears, Robert Quinn. It's basically Robert Quinn for Leonard Floyd's swap. I understand it. Um, Floyd was never going to be uh, able to, to live up to the, uh, the fifth-year option that that he got as a first-round draft pick. So so cutting him made sense as far as the Bears go. Um, they may have reached a little bit on Robert Quinn. That's a pretty big deal, five years, $70 million. But he's going to give the Bears what they need. They need a pass rusher. They need an edge rusher opposite Khalil Mack. That's one thing Quinn can do. And I think as long as you, you address the uh, the third outside spot, and the Bears did that with Barkevius Mingo, um, he's going to kind of come in fill a little bit of the of the reserve role that Aaron Lynch and Isaiah Irving couldn't really take care of uh, the last year. But if Mingo can come in and um, play enough reps to keep Quinn and Mac fresh, maybe play Mingo on a few more uh, uh, running downs, maybe help those guys you know not play as many plays as they have in the past, keep them fresh, keep them active, let them get after the quarterback. That's Quinn and Mac. That's their forte. Let them do what they do best. Uh, again, sticking with the defense, uh, the Bears got a couple uh, s- secondary players. Artie Burns, upside is there with Artie Burns. A uh, great athlete, good size and length for the cornerback spot. Didn't live up to his first-round pedigree in Pittsburgh. He's a guy, it's a low-risk, uh, high-reward type of signing for the Chicago Bears. I think it's a good chance he can turn his career around to the point where he's at least serviceable for this year. We'll kind of see what happens here moving forward, but... Again, with that athleticism, with that pedigree, uh, plus he has a pretty interesting background. If you don't know about it, Google him. Um, he has a chance to kind of turn things around and maybe uh, maybe give the Bears a little something that they were, uh, were, were weren't expecting, you know, based on his pedigree. Jordan Lucas, uh, more of a strong safety type, 
came over from the Chiefs. You know, he's a guy that special teamer. Yes, uh, he has to start a little bit at strong safety. It's possible he gets a little a chance to play there, but I think he's more of a of a depth guy. Uh, Morse picked up just to uh, give a little special teams uh, play because you know you, you need those guys, those bottom of the depth chart guys. You got to have those guys to fill in as well. Then of course you got Trey Roberson, the CFL guy, came over uh, in January. I'm not as high on him as some Bears fans. I know when the report first surfaced, he was getting a big deal from the CFL, but honestly, he didn't get that that big of money. He didn't get big enough money where you think he's stepping into a starting spot. I still think unless they add another uh, veteran at some point, uh, Kevin Tolliver is probably the odds-on favorite to get the uh, to win the starting job opposite Kyle Fuller. But I think Roberson has the athleticism. He has the length. Uh, he has a chance to at least compete for that spot and, you know, may the best man win. I think that's the best thing you can do here. Moving over to the Chapel Bears that have been re-signed. Uh, the Danny Trevathan pickup. Um, essentially, the Bears had to choose between him and, and Nick Witowski. And while the money is fairly similar, um, it really appears the Bears are gambling on Trevathan's leadership, his, his knowledge of the defense, and what he brings to the table in the locker room as something they valued a little bit more than Kwiatkowski's youth. Again, time will tell if they made the right decision. Trevathan's had some injury issues in the past. Uh, if he can't stay healthy, he can't stay on the field, this is one of those deals that could come back and bite the Bears in the ass. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, they also got Devontae Bond, kind of a linebacker, uh, inside-outside guy, more of a special teamer. Uh, he signed late last season. The Bears decided to bring him back in February. Again, more of a depth guy. Uh, they did bring back uh, the aforementioned Isaiah Irving. Again, I have never been high on Irving. Uh, he hasn't been able to give you much juice off the edge. Uh, but, again, he's more of a depth special teams guy. And if he's your fourth or fifth outside backer, you can live with it as the Bears. Uh, they also brought back uh, Roy Robertson-Harris. Uh, they signed him uh, to a second-round offer sheet. So I think that there's still some time for other teams to kind of sign him away to give the Bears a right of first refusal. I just don't see that happening, especially with the second-round tender they did give him. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is interesting. Deion Bush, he has been lauded by the last two defensive staffs. Uh, Chuck Pagano um, talked about him highly in the offseason. Uh, a year before, uh, Deion Bush was talked up by Vic Fangio. Here's a guy that the Bears drafted. Uh, he, he, again, had some personal issues early in his Bears career. He's a guy that I think the Bears love his upside. He loves his enthusiasm. His, his, his physicality shows up when, when he gets a chance to play. He just hasn't been able to put it all together. Uh, last year, I think they would have went with him if they didn't get Haha Clinton Dix on such a team-friendly deal. But now with Haha moving on to Dallas, Bush may be the odds-on favorite to start there opposite Eddie Jackson. There's still obviously some time left. The Bears could uh, could have a guy swing loose here they really like. I know there's some rumors about Tony Jefferson coming over from the Ravens. Um, that's kind of more of a, of a Twitter thing. We haven't heard nothing from the beat guys about that, but, you know, He's been actively talking about the Bears on, on social media, so uh, there may be some interest there. If that's the case, I think he may step in and get that job, but, but for the time being, it looks like Deion Bush is going to be the uh, starter right now. Bears also uh, bring back Brent Urban, defensive lineman. I, I thought he played really nice last year down the stretch. The Bears signed him late. He was with the Titans, uh, with the Ravens early in his career. Uh, again, f a five-tech defensive end. Uh, he's not coming in as counter than as a starter. Play a little bit of special teams for you. He's a guy that can, uh, you know, fill in a pinch. Again, if he's your fourth or fifth uh, defensive lineman in a rotation, I, I think uh, you could do worse than, than a guy like Brent Urban. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson's a guy. 
Uh, you know, Bears fans know all about him. Uh, he's a special teams ace. Uh, he does not do much, if anything, on defense at all. But he's a guy that I think the Bears may look at now as their their new special teams guy. If, of course, they let Sherrick McManus leave, and uh, all indications are that they may not bring him back. He's a little bit uh, a little older. I think he's 31 now, so he's a guy that may not come back. Uh, so Houston Carson could be the new ace of your special teams for the Chicago Bears. Uh, staying with special teams, of course, they got Patrick Scales, a uh, long snapper. He's coming back. They brought him back on March 19th. That's a long snapper. <laughs> How much is there really to talk about a long snapper? Um, you don't notice these guys unless they don't do their job. Uh, but, but with Patrick Scales, he has done his job for the last few years in Chicago. So a nice pickup. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in a, a younger guy to kind of push him in camp, um, maybe to see if what they can do. There's no guaranteed money on his deal that I, I'm aware of. So, uh, you know, maybe bring a guy in, be the best man win at that spot as well. Uh, then they had a couple of guys restricted exclusive rights for agents, uh, Rashad Coward, J.P. Holtz. Uh, they're both back. Uh, Coward, you know, I kind of gave you my thoughts on Coward earlier. I, I think there's some upside there. He's still kind of learning his position. I-, I would like to see what he can do, just not as the starter. I think you got to kind of bring him along still. One more year in, in the trenches, one more year getting coached up. Uh, we'll see what, what uh, Juan Castillo can do with him. Maybe he's got something there. J.P. Holtz, I thought he probably was the uh, – one of the better tight ends for the Bears last year, and I know that's not saying much, but but Holtz is a guy that can line up in line. He can line up uh, flexed out on occasion. He he can play a little bit of fullback, H-back stuff for you. So Holtz, while his spot on the roster is not a 100% guarantee, I like what he brings to the table. His versatility, he has a good chance to be there as your fourth, uh, maybe even your fifth tight end. Let's talk about some guys that are still kind of out there that the Bears have not uh, made a decision on yet as far as their, their guys that are that are free agents of their own people. Um, I talked a little bit about McManus earlier. Um, there was some rumor earlier that the uh, Bears were not going to bring him back. I'm not sure if that started from his camp or from the Bears camp uh, or where it originated, but I do remember seeing some stuff on Twitter about McManus not returning. Uh, he did end the season on injured reserve. Maybe his injury is not completely healed yet. Maybe the Bears are going to wait and see what happens with him because I do think he's a guy that brings some value to a team. He can play Obviously, he's an ace special teamer. Um, and then in the secondary, during his Bears career, he has played some corner. He has played some nickel. He has played some safety. And while I wouldn't want him out there in a, in a, in a long stretch of, of games being your starter, I think in a pinch, Sherrick McManus is a guy that can come in, get the job done, not hurt you. And then if you kind of scheme around him and, and play up to his strengths, he's a guy that can kind of get you through here uh, for a little bit if you need him to play in the secondary. Aaron Lynch, outside backer, free agent for the Bears. I, I hope the Aaron Lynch experience is o- over in Chicago. Uh, here's a guy that had more uh, penalties than tackles last year. I just don't think he brings much to the table. And then last year he kind of looked like he was playing a little bit more on defensive line. I'm not sure if he uh, gained a little bit too much weight, uh, if the Bears needed him there because of the depth issues with the injuries with Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols uh, at times. But Aaron Lynch is a guy that I think at this point the Bears should just move on from. Uh, they got Mingo kind of in there to take a spot as the number three guy. They got Irving back as kind of take the take the job as the number four guy. Let Aaron Lynch fade away. Let him go out to Denver. Let him go somewhere else. Uh, but I'm done with the Aaron Lynch experience in Chicago. Bradley Sowell, tight end, offensive lineman, uh, back and forth. Uh, what is he uh, besides back and forth to the roster, to the uh, to the bench, to the to the to the streets? That experience uh, happened. It's over. I think it's going to be done with, especially with with the Bears having so many tight ends on the current roster. 
Uh, there's just no way they bring back Bradley Sowell. I think he's going to move on. Um, I think his career may be over. I think he was close to being done a year ago as an offensive lineman. That's kind of why he made the switch to tight end to kind of uh, lengthen his career. He got one more year out of the NFL, and I think that's uh, probably the best Sal can, uh, can hope for at this point. T.J. Clemmings, right tackle, uh, was injured all of last year. Um, uh, he he kind of came in along with Cornelius Lucas, and uh, those two guys were going to fight it out for the swing role. Clemmings got hurt. Uh, he didn't he didn't do much. Lucas kind of won the job, and, and uh, he, he turned his, his eight or nine-game stretch with the Bears into a nice contract, and he moved on here. So, Clemmings will have a chance if he's healthy to kind of come back if the Bears want to take a chance at him because, you know, right now they have no swing tackle on the roster. So don't be surprised if they bring back T.J. Clemmings to at least compete for that job along with another veteran, maybe a draft pick, because right now I know a lot of you guys aren't too high on Leno and Massey as your, as your bookend tackles. But that's who it is. That's who you got. It's those two guys. There's nothing behind them, so you got to bring someone else back. Could be Clemmings. Uh, then over to the interior of the O-line, you got Ted Larson. Uh, Ted Larson's a guy that can play center. He can play uh, right or left guard. Not the uh, the upside at this point in his career. He's, he's I think he's 31 years old. But from someone who knows the system, uh, someone who knows the team, uh, this is his actually a second stint in Chicago. Uh, so he knows the city. So if the Bears want to bring back Ted Larson to compete for a spot here, um, I think that'd be a smart move. But I'd also want to see another guy brought in as well because, like I said, you know, Larson at this point is not a guy I want to see starting for for several games. But in a pinch, in the middle of the game, has to go in and keep things afloat. He could do the job for you. Um, let's take a quick break before we jump back in and recap uh, what happened in free agency so far. Uh, we still got to go over some uh, some contracts structured, and of course, uh, the Bears have uh, moved on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back to the Information Conversation. I am Lester Wiltfong. Uh, you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty active on there, at WiltfongJR. And, of course, you guys can also follow the entire Windy City Gridiron crew at WC. Gridiron on the Twitter. Uh, so let's jump back into what's going on here so far in free agency and the offseason moves by the Chicago Bears. You know, Adam Johns of The Athletic reported that there's going to be some more extensions coming, uh, some contract restructures, including one big one that we all assume is going to be Allen Robinson. And by the time you listen to this, you know, that may already be announced. 
Uh, but for now, the only thing the Bears have done this offseason is they uh, restructured Cody Whitehair. Brad uh, Spielberger of Over the Cap reported that uh, the most that he thought that the Bears could uh, open up this season was about $3 million. And and that's if that if that's all it is. That's great because that gives you at least three uh, depth guys that you can bring in that you couldn't otherwise before. Uh, so Cody Whitehair is a guy that comes in. He, he's obviously lined up right now at center for the Bears. They talked about it earlier in the offseason. Uh, Matt Nagy was quoted as saying that that's the plan to keep him at center. But of course, the draft could change things. I know a lot of mocks have Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, LSU center, being mocked to the Bears at forty-three or fifty. And there are a few other center-type players in that range. Uh, that the Bears may have high on their board. So if the Bears do go with another center, a center guard capable guy in the draft, maybe once they get in the camp, they take another look at the position, and they decide Whitehair, uh, James Daniels, and the rookie, if that's you know the guy worthy of starting at that interior spot here, maybe they shuffle that again. Personally, I, I've always been a guy that has said, you know what, keep your center where he is. Don't mess around with him. And I think with Cody Whitehair as a guy that, he had some snapping issues a couple of years ago. His snaps aren't always on the money, and I think that's part of what what leads to the to Mitch's issues. But Mitch Mitch wants Whitehair there. You know, he's been on record as saying he likes Cody Whitehair at center. I think the it's a comfort level with him. He knows to look at the uh, the protection set properly. Uh, that's one less thing Trubisky has to think about. Uh, so maybe that's uh, why they stay with Whitehair a year ago. But maybe that's why they move on in 2020. If Foles is indeed going to win the starting job there, he may not need the comfort level of Whitehair in, in, at center. So maybe Whitehair moved to guard. Maybe it's James Daniels back at center. I think with Daniels, it's all about understanding the protections at, at, at this level. He struggled last year. Uh, that was a problem. I think not playing in the preseason with that switch was a problem. I think whatever they do, again, like I say every offseason, set that in place Leave it alone. Don't mess with it. And I think this year, among all other years, is important for those offensive linemen to play in preseason. I'm not saying play all the all the reps, all the snaps. You know, that's not obviously realistic. But I think if you're going to make a change, if it happens, if you do something else at center, you've got to give these guys reps. you got to give them time against, against live action. you got to let them play and get used to the feel of what the guy next to them is going to do. Offensive line is a team within a team. Let them get in there. Let them learn their jobs. Let them get comfortable. And let them learn and grow the entire offseason and the entire season. Now let's go on to the Bears that have uh, have, have, have moved on. Uh, We didn't talk about it earlier, but at corner, we did talk a little bit about uh, Roberson, Tolliver. Uh, The reason they're... uh, in line to be a starter next to Fuller is uh, the Bears got rid of Prince of Mukamara, which was a move that was, was much, much expected. But but as of yet, he's yet to sign on elsewhere. Um, so, you know, honestly, we've seen it happen before with the Bears where they've cut a guy then brought him back at a much lower rate. I'm not sure if that's something Prince would be up to. But honestly, if, if he can't latch on anywhere, if the Bears are still in the market for a veteran at corner, if that's something they're looking to do, you know, why not bring Prince back? If it's a two sides in a grand something, I would have no problem with them doing that again uh, just to kind of see, uh, you know, what happens there. Because, again, do you trust Tolliver? I think he has three starts in his career. Uh, do you trust Roberson, CFL uh, a product? At this point, would Prince still be able to win that job? It's possible. Uh, so we'll see what happens if they move on. We talked a little bit about Chase Daniel. 
uh, moving on. He's got signed away by the Lions. Uh, here's a guy that has probably made more money than any backup quarterback in the history of the NFL. Uh, he's really made a good job here uh, holding the clipboard. And, and as we've seen in Chicago, he has his, his deficiencies, but at the end of the day, he's a capable backup quarterback. He can keep an offense afloat. Uh, he can he can move the chains when he has to. He can run his offense. He knows his limitations. And I think he's a guy that, again, the Lions are going to are gonna be, be happy to get because if Stafford has some injuries, the same injuries he's been having the last few years, you know, at least they know they got a veteran and come in and, and keep them rolling here. Uh, we talked a bit about Nick Kwiatkowski earlier as well. But besides Kwiatkowski getting signed away at inside backer, the Bears also lost Kevin Pierre-Lewis. I, I was really hoping the Bears could have kept uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis. You know, I thought he looked pretty good last year in reserve. You know, he got a, a pretty nice contract for himself by, by, by Washington. So I understand him wanting to go away. Uh, the Bears, with the, them being so close to the cap, probably couldn't offer as much as the Redskins did. So, you know, good for him. Uh, he turned a, a pretty much a journeyman career um, into a nice little deal for him. And if he plays well for, for Washington here, I think he got a two-year deal, he can probably that into an even bigger deal uh, down the road. Secondary, we talked a little bit about Haha Clinton Dix moved on, signed with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a nice move for him. Again, it's a one-year deal. I think he wanted to get a little bigger of a, of a, of a deal here with his one-year prove a deal in Chicago. Uh, the defense uh, did regress a touch. You know, he didn't uh, get the, the the Bears bump. He kind of probably hoped he was going to get by coming to Chicago and playing uh, at this talented uh, defense. But at the end of the day, he's uh, you know still playing in the NFL. He got a nice uh, a, a nice contract by the Cowboys. Another one-year deal, and uh, maybe you can find a home there and uh, catch on and, and get things going. But uh, his his leaving does leave a hole for Chicago. We talked about it a bit earlier with Deion Bush. Uh, we'll see what happens here with, with Bush, uh, with, with maybe another veteran, Tony Jefferson. But for now, Clinton Dix is in Dallas. Uh, Lions were active in stealing another Chicago Bear. They got Nick Williams, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, I actually did a Q&A with uh, our SB Nation uh, a sister site, Pride of Detroit, about Nick Williams. And I like Nick Williams. I thought he had a pretty good season for the Bears. Six sacks, uh, came out of nowhere. Um, he, he's a, uh, a stout player. Again, another guy kind of like Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Uh, he was able to parlay his, his little bit of playing time into a nice contract. And, and good for Nick Williams. Uh, the Bears are going to feel his loss because he was, a, as a reserve, he can come in and play a little five-tech for you, uh, play a little bit of the nose for you as well. So the Bears got to find the guy that can kind of do that. Uh, maybe it's Brent Urban. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward. But I think the Bears could use another defensive lineman uh, somehow, either more frequency, maybe even in a draft. And then the last guy that's kind of moved down, we, we hit on earlier, uh, Cornelius Lucas, swing tackle. Again, he went to Washington. He'll join Kevin Pierre-Lewis there. Again, he, he, he was able to parlay a, a, a pretty mediocre, you know, early part of his career. He took the playing time he got in Chicago, and, and he got a nice chunk of chance here by Washington. Uh, but at the very least, the swing tackle. And, and all these Bears that have signed elsewhere, uh, coupled with some of the Bears that they've, uh, the new Bears that are coming in, you know, when you look at the compensation picks, the comp picks for 2021, Right now, the Bears are sitting, I think, at four, according to over-the-cap guys. Uh, three sixth round and a seventh round. Now, those things could change, uh, depending on if maybe a couple of the Bears get signed away. Uh, but honestly, there's not really a lot of big-money guys that can be uh, that can, Bears could leave that can maybe affect that. Uh, so the one thing we're looking for here is if the Bears sign a free agent, um, that can affect uh, the, the, the current comp pick formula. Maybe they lose a, a seventh, 
Uh, maybe they lose a sixth. It all depends on what they sign and who, who they go here. That's one reason why a lot of teams have been going to more of the street uh, free agents, the guys that didn't have their contracts expire, uh, but instead they had their contracts cut. Uh, the guys that were cut, they don't count towards the comp pick formula. But we'll see moving forward what the Bears do here. There's still plenty of time uh, in free agency. There's still a lot of moves to be made by Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. But I want to thank you guys. That's pretty much my time here. Uh, it's information conversation. Hopefully everyone is out there being safe and being smart with the uh, coronavirus pandemic going on. You know, I know my life has been affected in a major way, uh, but if, if me working from home and helping my daughter get through some schoolwork is what I need to do uh, for my part, then I'm all forward. Uh, we'll get back to some normalcy soon. Uh, we'll always be here for you at Windy City Gridiron, uh, giving us all the Bears news, all the NFL news we can. Uh, so check it out. Like I said, follow me on Twitter at WilfongJR. Follow the entire WCG crew, WindyCityGridiron.com. On Twitter as well at WC Gridiron. Uh, our podcast channel is kicking. We still got stuff going on there. There's four shows on there. I know I don't record as much as I used to, but the other, other guys are doing a great job. Robert Schmitz is there with me. Uh, Jeff and EJ's uh, Bears and Beers. And, of course, Bill Zimmerman's Bears Banter. So one subscription, you get kind of four shows. But, again, 100% wall-to-wall Chicago Bears talk. So until next time, bear down, my friends.